Yo, today's QOD is we only learn with feedback. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Dr. Angela Duckworth, author of Grit, on the show today. And she's going to talk about deliberate practice, how to acquire expert performance. And I've been watching quite a few of her talks recently, and they have helped me so much on the basketball court. Some of you know that I, I play basketball in front of my house almost every day. It's just, I, I love playing basketball. And um, over the last year, I've gotten better. But for as much time as I put in, I probably should have gotten a lot better, right? But that's because I go out there, I just kind of shoot around. And there's no nothing very deliberate about it, um, not a lot of focus about it. And I'm just kind of out there shooting and trying to get my 10,000 step on my Fitbit, really. And since watching her talks, I've been committing to more deliberate practice. And let me tell you what deliberate practice means. Deliberate practice refers to a special type of practice that is purposeful and systematic. While regular practice might include mindless repetitions, deliberate practice requires focused attention and is conducted with the specific goal of improving performance. And I'll tell you, since committing to deliberate practice, like just using more focus and more attention with my basketball game in the front, I've gotten so much better at shooting. Just like in a month's time. Like I've done in a month what I was able to do, gosh, probably in my entire life, to be honest, by just committing to the focus and attention to what I'm doing and being more systematic about what I'm doing. And you can apply this to yourself in whatever field that you want to become an expert in. And she's going to give you some examples in this clip. Before we get to Dr. Duckworth, we got a sponsor today. Today's sponsor is Talkspace.com. Using Talkspace feels a little like having a therapist in your pocket. That's why being able to reach out to your therapist or psychiatrist anytime from anywhere makes taking care of your mental health super easy easy. I know working through things in therapy can be tough, but connecting with a therapist isn't. And what Talkspace does, it helps you to connect with the right therapist for you. That's why I recommend Talkspace. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist, so it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your own home. Plus, Talkspace is affordable it's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy and you can do virtual sessions again from home and you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24 7 and they'll engage with you daily five days a week and as a loyal QOD listener, Talkspace is hooking you up with $100 off of your first month. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com or download the Talkspace app and make sure you use the code QUOTE, Q-U-O-T-E, QUOTE, to get $100 off your first month and show support for the show. Again, that's code QUOTE at Talkspace.com. You only learn with feedback. 
You know, if you're shooting foul shots and you don't see which ones get in and which ones don't, you're not going to get any better. If you're Katie Ledecky and you're working on a very, very specific element of your freestyle stroke and you don't know what your time was, when you get to the end of the pool, you also can't learn. I think this is where HR professionals can play a pivotal role. I have never actually encountered a company that does a good enough job with feedback. How do you provide immediate and informative feedback, company and culture-wide, so that people can learn like Katie Ledecky, so that people can learn like world-class experts, so that people can close the feedback learning loop? as efficiently and effectively as possible. This is why thousands and thousands of hours of going to work as usual doesn't make you an expert, but thousands and thousands of hours of deliberate practice, expert practice does. When I found out about this research, I was in graduate school, the very beginning of my research career, and I actually called Anders Ericsson, and I asked him why it is that excellence is so rare if it really is this simple. I mean, come on. It's not like a hidden patent or anything. Anybody could do it. And he said that most people don't love to do deliberate practice. For example, the great American choreographer and dancer, Martha Graham, towards the end of her great career said, dancing appears glamorous, easy, and delightful. But the path to the paradise of the achievement is not easier than any other. There is fatigue so great that the body cries even in its sleep. There are times of complete frustration. There are daily small deaths. Every time I read that, I think, wow, I love artists. They're so emotional. <laughs> but turns out that Martha Graham is right. Anders Ericsson and I are also friends and collaborators, and together we went to the 2006 National Spelling Bee to study spellers like Kerry Close. For those of you who are familiar with this bizarre American tradition, boys and girls ages 7 to 14 spend a year memorizing words in the dictionary, and then if they're really good, they make it to the finals. 275 kids each year, each spring, get to spell their little hearts out in front of microphones, and this is the year that Carrie Close won her fifth year of competition. Now we ask the children in this competition to keep diaries of everything they did to prepare for final competition. And then we coded those diaries for activities according to whether they were deliberate practice or other kinds of easier, less effortful, maybe more fun practice. And here's what we found. Let's start with reading. Reading for fun, these kids actually rated identically in terms of effortlessness and immediate enjoyment as, quote, eating my favorite foods like ice cream, unquote. My kids were younger then, they were still in elementary school. I remember like getting this data back and thinking like, oh my gosh, my kids would way more like to eat ice cream than to sit around and read. But keep in mind, these are National Spelling Bee kids. They're not normal children. You can also feel rest assured that your kids are probably fine. But it is actually a kind of effortless, enjoyable pride, and they do it for hours. Second thing they do to prepare for spelling competition is they get quizzed. So mom might say, Urspraka, U-R-S-P-R-A-C-H-E, Ursprache, which is the winning word for Carrie Close that year. And that is more effortful and not as fun. But when you code these diaries for deliberate practice, drilling on very specific sub-skill weaknesses like my Greek roots in this family, this is the most effortful 
and the least enjoyable kind of practice kids do. It's just as Martha Graham would have predicted. And then when you look at the data and you say, okay, I'm gonna add up all the hours and minutes of these three kinds of practice. I'm gonna look at grit scores. I'm gonna look at who actually gets the farthest in national competition. You find a very simple story. Grittier boys and girls put in more hours of the hardest, most effortful, least fun in the moment practice and that pays off in objective measures of spelling skill, their final ranking in national competition. That was Dr. Angela Duckworth. Her website is angeladuckworth.com. You can watch today's talk on YouTube. It is called How to Reach Your Goals, Angela Duckworth. That is it for me. Thanks for listening. I will see you tomorrow with Louise Hay. I'm out, peace. Thank you.